you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. El Huddle is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. En la campaña que Jalen Hurts, ojo, que podría intentarlo por tierra. Va a lanzar el pase. Interceptado, entregó el partido Jalen Hurts. Allá del regreso, adentro de la 20, de la 10. Los Jets con primera y gol. Filadelfia a punto de perder el invicto. Yeah, both remaining undefeated and a falling that was the Eagles losing to the Jets, and then earlier in the day, the 49ers losing to the Browns. Hola, que tal? What's good, everybody? Welcome to the El Huddle podcast, where we celebrate Latino culture, the NFL, and beyond. I'm Will Salva. I am not Marianne Doe, who is that passionate Chargers <laughs> fan. But I am joined by my hermana, my prima, my prima yeah. hermana, MJ Acosta. He's fresh Woo-hoo-hoo. from London in the house. Yeah. What's up, Prima Hermana? How was the trip? Uh, the trip was great. I will tell you, as much as I love London and loved being there, I was ready. I was ready to come home to just be mm-hmm. at my house. Well, you were there for um, 10 days, right? 10 days? It's a long time. It is. It yeah. is. But we got, we packed a lot into the 10 days. Um, I feel like I stayed on the LA time zone because sleeping over there was rough. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't know what was so going for the on. ten days you stayed barely slept. Okay, barely slept. You stayed slept in the Pacific in like time zone for okay. sure. For sure, okay. I did. It was nuts. So I'm feeling pretty like pretty good being back home. Like I'm like oh, okay, yep, time to go to bed. Whereas mm-hmm. like 5 a.m. I was wide awake <laughs> yeah. in LA, yeah. uh, in London rather. So it's good. But that we got to turn around in a couple weeks and head to Germany, which is going to be crazy. Yeah, lucky you and seeing the game on NFL Network. Again, Mm -hmm. great crowd that we saw to watch the Titans and the Bills play each other. What was your takeaway from that game? Because the Ravens are now going to be playing the Lions, who are five and one and considered one of the best teams right now, if not the best team in the NFL in some people's eyes. 
look at the Lions. Yeah. I'm so excited for Detroit. I'm so excited for this team and for this group. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's great. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I think it's going to be one of those games where it's almost like that um, Jets Eagles game, right? Like we did not expect that. I think we sure. need to be prepared for the unexpected. I still think that um, the Lions here have a bigger advantage just because they weren't just on the other side of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. been here in the U.S. playing lights out. Uh, I'm excited for that game. That's when I, I really, really have circled. But I love that you mentioned the the viral Chargers fan. She's having a moment, okay? Yeah, a few like, moments. A few moments, quite a bit. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, if you see her on the screen, yeah, and people were questioning whether she was a real fan. A plant. If was she, she a plant? was a plant, an actress, what she was exactly. There was a photo that surfaced of her in a Vikings uniform, Ooh, and she had that. said that she supported her kids who played sports, and she's from Minnesota, and she grew up a Vikings fan. And and she then moved to to L.A. had been here for now 20 some odd years. Once the Chargers came, she decided she was going to be this massive fan. And so they kept going back to her with these cutaways. So funny. Yeah. During the Monday night football game. Yeah. Between the Chargers and the Cowboys. It's hysterical because I, I what I love most about this is all of the all of the multi-purpose memes that have come out from her facial expression, <laughs> right? Like yeah. there's a whole sub category of, of like different, <laughs> wow, she was hardcore Vikings. I had not seen the, yeah. the throwback picture of the same glasses too. It looks like they're similar glasses. Um, yeah. I love her. I love her. Love her for us. Uh, love it for the sports. Anyone who can get that into it and just, she was in it at every beat, every play. She was. Every she was. Now, can I be totally 100% here on the El Huddle podcast? Now, she said oh, that she does that during her kids' youth sports games. Oh, now, I bet it's times 100 out at the Pop Warner Field. Yes, and as a youth sport parent, mm. and you see some of these parents mm-hmm. who get overzealous mm-hmm. or who are pushing their their kids to be the very best or going after the reps or the umpires. I don't know how that would jive with me. I gotta say sports broadcasting career started covering youth sports, youth football specifically. So I know exactly what you're talking about. But I I think she's lovely. The game game coverage that much more fun. You know, we love something that we can, we can talk about on social media. And I I love that it was a female fan, a mom in the stands, like, yes, doing it for us. Um, Going back to that game too. I love that ESPN two or dos simulcasted the Spanish broadcast for that game between the Chargers and the Cowboys. And I feel like, I think those of us here in, in Nuestra Familia understand mm-hmm. the significance of this. Because I just think back to my dad when he first started getting into American football. If he was able to watch it in his native language, how much deeper of an appreciation he would have had. I mean, he still loved it, right? Because it was just so special. Um, yeah. But to listen to it and not worry about understanding something or getting a cadence, like, it's a big deal, Will. Mm-hmm. It's a huge deal because the same with my parents. They had zero idea about the game and how it impacted me or my brothers as we were watching it. Mm-hmm. And I do think something like this would help out. Now, there mm-hmm. is obviously people who resist the change sure. 
or resist the fact that it is in a different language, but but it's not there for you is, anyway. So it's it's not. And there is a large portion of this population that is like us, that is a first mm -hmm. generation Latino, yep. Latina who grew up either speaking Spanish or grew up in a Spanish speaking household or just are proud of yeah. the fact that they're Latinos and they are hearing and seeing something like this. It's it's come a long, long way from what it used to be. I love it. And I think one of the bigger things is the people behind the microphone. And we have one of them mm -hmm. joining us. You can hear her voice on Monday Night Football as one of ESPN Deportes Locutores, Locutoras. It's Rebecca Landa, and she is after break here on the In Huddle Podcast. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one -on -one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Siri Lam in movimiento. Parecía que entregaban a Pollard, pero es Dak Prescott el mismo entrando al touchdown. Respuesta de los Cowboys. My heart is so happy, so happy. That voice, oh, yeah. esta voz, es de la única, the one and only ESPN Deportes Locutora. You can hear her on Monday Night Football, but you can see her everywhere. She's also an all-star athlete. Rebecca Landa, welcome to Hey, Enjado. Rebecca, mucho gusto. Mucho gusto. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here in the huddle. I see you guys every week on social media, so being here is just really exciting for me. Uh, we're, we're really excited. And yeah. for me, like, look, for it's, us. it's, I just saw you, I feel like in London yes. Rebecca, yeah. before that first, um, first series that we covered and between the Jaguars, uh, and the bills. And then I know that you were leaving immediately after to go back to La Ciudad de Mexico to call a Monday night game. I mean, you're all over the place. I love to see mm -hmm. it. Could not be happier, but how mm -hmm. do you sustain <laughs> all that you do? um i'm not sure i'm not sure i'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah. you know like we don't sleep as much as we want to mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> we no. don't yeah. uh do our hobbies as much as we want to but the good thing is that we do what we love so we keep it together that gives us a lot of energy and honestly i do it i feel with a great 
like team like i went yeah. and did something amazing i had never been to london so being there getting kind of to see the city not so much because i had so much work i barely got right. to see it um but then coming back and having the support of like the whole espn group all the information the research sends out um i have a play-by-play -play coach i have my football coach which i see video with him every week just prior to our game oh, so wow. just like having all of that. an army that supports me allows me to do kind of everything at the same time increíble that. increíble un gran placer del puro mero mero del df <laughs> rebecca uh it's it's with the with the calls in spanish we love them because the enthusiasm really is unmatched we love our English counterparts, no doubt about it. But there's something about the Spanish broadcast that really brings out the excitement, the enthusiasm. Why do you think that is? Yeah, I don't know. I think we're just very passionate people <laughs> in yeah. general. Like we do everything like, you know, with so much mm -hmm. energy. Um, and I think also we kind of grew up watching soccer or football, you know, so we yep. grew up with the goal. So we kind of yeah. right. always bring that emotion to sport. It's just part of our, our culture. Um, and I don't know, that's just the way I kind of do it. Like, right. I, I love football. Sergio, uh, he's my partner in, in the broadcast. He also loves football. So it's just kind of like being our most authentic selves on screen, you know, trying to yeah. manage our voice and everything, of course, <laughs> yeah. but in the end, just enjoying it. Right. It's the moments when you're not managing it, right? When like that, that chispa, that song just comes yeah. through because you don't know any other way. Like this is how us as Latinos not only live our lives, but also consume the sports that we love. So I, I would expect nothing less. And for me, the Spanish calls are my favorite calls mm -hmm. and I'm not shy about talking about it. So you oh, just yeah. came off of that Chargers-Cowboys game, crazy game. But a big part of that, speaking of Spanish broadcast, is that Dallas Cowboys Spanish broadcast team had to call yeah. the game from the press box. Now, I have to tell you, I, this is something that I have seen happen before in other in other games, other stadiums. You have, you have, I have seen this before. I have, I have not I heard it? about this. I have seen it. Not a ton, okay. but I, I have seen it happen once or twice because as most, as both of you know, for those of you listening in, the press box is a work zone. So it is very quiet. They're mm -hmm. predominantly writers, beat writers, tapping away, taking like very close attention to what's happening on the field, listening to the PR staffs, telling us what's going on, injury updates. So there's a lot happening. So when you suddenly hear not just a broadcast team, but a Spanish language broadcast team on that to Rebecca's point with a lot of enthusiasm, you take notice. Um, mm -hmm. So for, for you, you were calling that exact same game. Like what did, what did you think of that? Like, have you seen it before? Cause I know I have. Um, I'm not sure if I have seen it before. I maybe heard of it happening before, but I've never been mm -hmm. there. Um, yeah. and I guess it was pretty exciting, but also that kind of goes to show the passion, right? Like, oh, we mm -hmm. don't have a workspace. We're not going to stop. Like right. we have to deliver to this big passionate fan base. So we're just going to mm -hmm. make it work wherever. And I'm pretty right proud of them for doing that i know it was kind of like breaching some of the rules you know where you're supposed to be quiet because people are like typing and writing and doing their own kind of hits and but stuff. they're also but supposed to have a broadcast <laughs> yeah and i guess for people that were working there it was also like really special to see you know mm -hmm. have our very own personal broadcast uh yeah Spanish, with very passionate broadcasters 
So kudos to them for doing that, honestly. I think we have a clip here so we can hear it, right, Will? Yeah, let's go to it. I'm loving, I'm living loving. for it. <laughs> and it's I love best. that he, he didn't bring down the volume. He didn't water it down. No. He said, well, this no. is my job. This is what I have to yeah. do. The whatever, ha I don't know what the logistics were, so I don't want to drag anybody, but they had a job to do there. I did notice though in the background, everybody else like headphones in. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and they were, and they were looking, they were looking at them like, wait, what's going on there? Well, well they're, they're just the doing their thing. Say, no me importa del todo. Lo mm -hmm. hacemos así. And yeah. it's amazing that it didn't stop them at all, Rebecca. Yeah, no. Uh, like I said, they were just like, we have to do our job. There's a very big fan base in Latin America. I'm sure you guys know. El aficionado mm -hmm. Latino is diehard. Oh, yeah. You can't just not give them what they want, you know, um, especially if it's a Cowboys game or an oh. L.A. Chargers games where you have so many right. people in Tijuana, in El Paso. They are all very big fans. So they knew they were having like a big audience as well. Yep. Um, I'm proud that they did that, honestly. And like you said, MJ, that they didn't tone it down. They were like their most authentic mm -hmm. selves. Oh, yeah. They knew they had a product to deliver. And I guess they did it amazingly. And then now they're viral because of what they did. Just oh, yeah. I love it. For Usando us. las manos. One, one thing that I always like to ask our announcers that come on is the terms, whether it's Mariscal de Campo or using quarterback yeah. or uh, a la cerrada, a la abierta, mm -hmm. those sorts of terms or saying a tight end or, right. uh, you know, yeah. a, a defensive end. How do you decide what terms to use that everybody yeah. understands to make it easier for everyone yeah i honestly try to use like the original because sometimes it's so hard to translate like for example um i don't like the word apoyadores which is mm -hmm, the word mm -hmm. for linebackers like yeah. i don't like yeah. that word so yeah. i like to say linebacker and honestly i think it's kind of like the slang of the sport and there's some things that you can't translate so right um, I don't know, for like in tennis, you say 40 love. Um, we don't say in Spanish, 40 amor. <laughs> we say 40 right. love, right? Uh -huh. And yeah. those yeah. are the things where I feel you have to kind of respect the sport. And if you're a fan, you will understand when I say a sack instead of exactly. a cura. If I say mm -hmm. a tight end instead of an ala cerrada, a linebacker mm -hmm. instead of a, a apoyador. So like I just treat, mm -hmm. try to keep it as honest to the original language of the sport. And there totally. are some things that you can't really just say uh, in in Spanish, you know, there are words that are just hard to translate. So mm -hmm. I feel it goes, you know, in tune with yeah. what I try to do, just keep it as consistent as possible. To your point too, Rebecca, like the fans, most of the Latino fans, and especially when you're talking about American football, they learned the sport in English, right? but translated Spanish, like we adapted the things, but I had this, the, a similar situation with baseball, right? Um, where obviously a home run is un cuadrangular, but in Dominican Republic, like we still say honron. Is that an actual yeah. word? No, it isn't. No. It's a term that we made up that un sounds batazo? like home run. Well, yeah, well, that's just a really powerful hit, but yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it was an yeah. adapted term that we were like, well, 
it makes sense. We get what it means. And it just comes from the pronunciation with the accent, right? But we always (laughs) figure it out and we make it our own. And so I love that you infuse both of those things. It just comes down to like what feels natural to you, right? While you're in the booth, I would imagine. And then there's sometimes that's so hard. For example, when when you see a naked, you know, where they do uh, (laughs) a play action and then they do a naked. I don't want to say this nuda in Espanol. I'm just going to say it's a naked. (laughs) It's just hard. Like, how am I going to say this nuda? People will not know what I'm talking about. I'm just going to say it's a naked. Those are the words that that you don't want to translate. <laughs> well, how how about the the fact that tú eres mexicana, right? And there are fans que son de Peru, right? De Colombia. Right. They're from everywhere. Do you ever feel cognizant of your Mexican accent where somebody say from Chile is listening to you and they think, "Well, wait a second, that accent right. is different." Does that ever enter into your head at all? Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of weird cuz honestly I'm Mexican, but a lot of people like always ask me, where are you from? Because your like accent is so different. So my fiance is from Argentina. And Argentina. From a different part of Mexico. And then I have like a northern accent. It's just kind of mixed all over the place because I also live in Mexico City. So a lot mm-hmm. of people don't know where I'm from. And I kind of take pride in that in the way where I'm like kind of neutral. And people mm-hmm. don't necessarily say like, oh, she's Mexican. And also okay. I try to like keep the slang down, you know, where I'm not saying Mexican words. I'm just saying like words in Spanish that from Argentina to the U.S. people will understand. I won't mm-hmm. say, for example, padre, esta padre. A lot yeah, of people padre. Maybe que chido. won't know what que that chido. means. Que chido. Yeah, so mm-hmm. a lot of people won't know what that means. So I always try to keep it kind of formal in a way where I'm not using Mexican slang but more like words that we all understand. I love the Argentinian accent. I really do. No, por favor, chico. Como hablan. It's the best. It is absolutely the best accent. Yes, but they have a lot of words that the rest of the world doesn't know. So now I Mm -hmm. use them like with my friends and family and they're like, what's canchero? (laughs) <laughs> I have to explain, you know, um, so yeah, I don't use those in my broadcasts, but I do use them in real life. <laughs> I love it. Sometimes it might bleed over. You never know. But I think the Argentinian fans will, will appreciate that. Yeah. Now, Rebecca, you became the first woman to call a nationally televised NFL game on Spanish language TV in the U.S. Okay, period. <laughs> What does that mean to you? And how do you feel that impacts the next generation of women who are trying to get into sports broadcasting? Yes. Well, when I first got that opportunity, which was last year, um, I think it was like week two. I was so honored, honestly. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, just so I started doing this because I saw that there was a lack of women doing it. And also Mm -hmm. because there was a lot of resistance to women doing it. So I was like, okay, this is something that is not open. Like we need to make the space. Um, So having the space to do it, but then also doing it like in most of the continent where people in Spanish and in English could hear me was amazing to me. And it was also a big sense of responsibility to know that, okay, we don't get these opportunities as often. So I need to do a really good job because if I do, then people will start thinking about okay, can they be analysts? Can they be uh, play-by-plays? Can they be coaches? Can they be players, you know? And it's been so beautiful to see that. So last year I did three primetime games 
This year I'm doing all of Monday Night Football games. I do game and then I'm doing some ah, of the que padre, um, que padre. postseason <laughs> games. But the most beautiful thing has been people asking me, for example, in ESPN, like, hey, do you know any woman analysts? And that for me was like a big win. Mm. They yeah. were not looking for me, obviously, because I'm not an analyst, but that's my point. Like my whole mantra in this whole process is lift as you climb. So mm -hmm. I'm climbing, but I also want to bring other women with me. Um, and I've contacted a few of them and said like, hey, in a couple of years, they're going to be looking for girls or women like you. Make sure you're prepared. Uh, mm -hmm. This is my play-by-play mm -hmm. -play coach. This is my football coach. This is my this and this. So make sure to be ready if this is something that you want. Because I really do feel those opportunities are starting to be given even more now. And that's just the biggest part of this. Right. So I'm excited mm -hmm. about becoming the first one. Um, it's still amazing to me to think like, okay, it's 2022 in that moment. And I'm becoming the first woman at something. Mm -hmm. It's just mm -hmm. crazy. But the big point is that I'm not the first one. The big point is that how many are coming after me. That's what mm -hmm. I want. It's changed so much, Rebecca and MJ, because I remember Andres Cantor, that he would do the games in studio. He was never yeah. on site. And that always blew my mind away. And now it feels like these announcing teams are actually on site. How important is that for yeah. the announcing crew to actually be there and to experience the, the players and the action up front? Yeah, I know it's huge just because I noticed the difference. For example, when I do play by play for tennis for the Grand Slams, I'm doing it from home. But when the tournaments in Mexico are happening, I go to the tournaments and that's super different for me. I'm doing Monday Night Football from a cabin in Mexico City. So I'm not traveling. <laughs> uh -huh. I don't get that uh, chance that you say where you can see other things. I'm uh -huh. literally seeing the same thing the fans are seeing at home. So wow. we just need to, you know, find ways. Now COVID has given us other opportunities. For example, on Sundays, I do uh, NFL games for Centro America and I do it from home. And the person that I'm doing it with is at his house. He can be in Miami, he can be in Canada, or he can be in Mexico City. And that's another challenge because you're not even in the same room right. with them. So right. once you get to be in the same room with them, that's even better. And if you get to be in the same room with them at the stadium where the game is being played, that's even better. Um, but that's something that I haven't been able to experience just yet. So I'm hoping mm -hmm. at some point <laughs> yeah. uh, this yeah. season I'll get to travel and then do the game from the stadium. I know it's a big, big difference. But that's what makes it even more impressive to me. Oh, like, because for so, sure. so often we feed off of the energy of the game day, of being there, of the fan. Because even if we're in a press box or in a booth, the fans are right there. They're not that far removed from yeah. you. You can hear the hits almost just as clear as if you were on the sideline. So the fact mm -hmm. that the way you present, and now I guess we're pulling the veil back, right? Like most people probably thought you were in <laughs> In each yeah. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Come to El we'll give you all the tricks of the trade. Um, <laughs> but it, it to me is is I already knew that information, but like for, for yeah. me listening to you, I forget. I forget that you're mm -hmm, not even okay. there. And that's a testament to your talent, to how hard you work, um, and, and oh, to the, the, the time and effort that you put into it. What one of the things, in Rebecca, and I don't know if you've experienced this, right? As a, a woman in sports broadcasting, covering mostly male sports the biggest criticism or the biggest opposition that you'll find that i have found because i only want to speak for myself here 
um, is like, oh, well, you didn't lace them up in the NFL. Blah, blah, blah. You didn't play this. First of all, please spare me. Please use your breath. I, for some I, I, I didn't say anything. I, I, Not you, Will. I'm, I'm talking I'll, about the oh, proverbial okay. you. Yeah. Second, well, proverbial me. But for, <laughs> for, for everyone who doesn't know, Rebecca is a football player. Mm-hmm. A gold medal winning football player. Yeah. Um, so known as Tochito, right? Oh, there she go. We've seen it. <laughs> that ass. Love um, it. I love it so much. I love to see it. And yeah. yes, that is the same team as our good friend of the show, uh, the yeah, NFL uh, championship team. Um, it, it's incredible. And now we were just talking about it, Rebecca. Flag football added to the 2028 Olympic Games in Los Angeles. Still pr- a pretty far ways away, but I know the push um, that all of you who have played this sport and who have played at the highest level have been making for this. So when you heard the news earlier this week, what was your what was your reaction? Yeah, so I kind of already knew I heard of it in London. (laughs) So it wasn't official yet, you know, the the voting (laughs) had to go through. Um, But we kind of already knew where it was going. Um, So I don't know. It's just I had time to process it. Let's just say like that. And I was like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. And when it was announced, I had so many mixed feelings because in a way it's like, wow, this little sport that we started playing so long ago that we had to fight for like fields and coaches and jerseys mm-hmm. and uh, everything else. Um, <laughs> okay, now this is me. That takes it back. Here we go. 12. Yeah. Okay, yeah. spin move. Okay. Okay. Spin move. okay. <laughs> Rebecca, I see you. Yeah, that's so me, much. number 12. Um, so I play for Mexico as a defensive end and as a cornerback so depending on where they need me i move around on the field uh and yeah that's kind of one of our greatest moments of course when we won the gold medal at the world games um against the u.s which they Mm -hmm. had beat us in the world championship six months prior so it was just like oh (laughs) we needed that um yeah (laughs) so yeah it was a mixture of feelings just because you know this is like this little thing that we have loved forever and now it's going to be huge um, people were asking me, like, what's the advice you give like to all of the little girls and boys that are now going to be playing yeah. and that they can dream about um, being Olympic athletes. And I was just saying, like, never jo- lose the joy for this sport, you know, because when so much pressure comes into yeah. it and there's so much so much expectation, like you start losing focus of what why you really do this you know so i'm super happy that it's in the biggest stage i think it deserves to be there i think it's going to stay there i don't think it's just going to be for la 2028 um Mm -hmm. but i do really hope that we never lose the joy of just playing for the pleasure of playing um and yeah mixed feelings as well because like you said it's in five years and i don't even know where (laughs) i'll be so right now i'm a national team player but in five years so many things could happen that i really wish it would just be like paris 2024 (laughs) (laughs) right right can we submit in in, oh yeah well hopefully in five years you'll continue to be crushing it now i didn't realize that flag football was called dochito 
Yes. Yeah, I had no idea about that. Now, I grew up, and MJ, we always talk about this on the podcast, that we grew up with boxing, with soccer, mm-hmm. with baseball. baseball. Football was not something yeah. that we ever talked about. My parents had yeah. no clue about it, let alone if I said, hey, boy, who got a tochito? They'd say, ¿Qué es eso? What are you talking about? So how did you make that transition to play flag football when there's a big portion of the population that is playing soccer or Mm -hmm. baseball or other sports. Yeah. So I grew up in a sports family and my dad was a basketball player and my mom is a tennis player. So we never really were into soccer as like Mexicans fans are into soccer, you know, where they stand in front of the TV or they go to the stadium. Mm -hmm. Like we did, uh taekwondo tennis judo swimming ballet uh ice skating i did so many other things that had nothing to do with soccer um but i fell in love with american football when i was eight i saw remember the titans my dad took me to the movies to see it yeah best movie ever also because of my background and where i come from it was really impactful for me to see how through sports we could generate so much change. And like, that's what the movie taught me. Right. So I fell in love with American football. I told my dad, I want to play American football. He was like, let's go. So he took me to the local, uh, club and they were like you're too old now i was like 13 you can't play with boys at this age we don't have like a woman's Mm. so i'm sorry you won't be able to play and i was like okay um so i just became a big fan of football and then a friend of mine knowing this told me like hey i'm gonna invite you to my tochito team and i was like what's tochito i had no idea (laughs) he was like if you love football you're gonna love tochito so I got there and there was a football and there were like these little strings on their waists and I played and I did really well, <laughs> like beginner stock, you know, where you just play free and it's just all mm-hmm. fun and you do really good. And I was 16. Um, and ever since I've been playing flag football. So it's been about half of my life. I'm 32 now. Wow. So half of my life I've been playing flag football and flag is life, honestly. That That's makes awesome. me so happy. That's awesome. Was that. like when you watched the movie, was it in Spanish or were there the subtitles? Because oh. hearing Denzel speak Spanish, because he did Man <laughs> on Fire, Man on Fire, his Spanish was pretty good. <laughs> so if, if they were able to dub it over, I mean, Denzel's a stud. That's a question I have never in my life gotten, and I have no idea. I'm guessing I'm it was in Spanish because by then, uh, I didn't know a lot of English. I was eight. I was living in Mexico, you know? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure it was translated, doblada al español. Um, I can't remember. But the impact was there. Right. It doesn't matter the, the story. Language. The story came through for sure. Yeah. Uh, your story continues to come through. I have to tell you a couple mm-hmm. times here, and I'm glad that that my counterpart in Will knows how to sort of even out the the energy because I just listening to you, like, makes me tanto orgullo just listening yeah. to your story si watching you watching you shine every time i see you i was so excited that you were in london when, when, you, when we saw each other on the sideline it's it's just a constant reminder that there are more of us out there and that you are forging a path for so many other latinas who want to do this so congratulations mi amiga can't wait to see what else is coming for you because i know it's mucho más éxito than what you've claro. already done Thanks for joining us and sharing a little bit of your joy and your story here on El Huddle. Thank you so much as well. And MJ, uh, 
that that you just said to me is also something that you have made me feel before. I remember in the LA Super Bowl, you did, um, you gave a speech at an event that was called MVP. And yeah. I was there and I saw you and it was just a magical moment for me. Because like you said, sometimes we might feel like we're alone, you know, yeah. in this battle. And it's just really nice to know that we aren't. Um, so you've got mm -hmm. a friend in me and a teammate in Forever. me uh, all yeah. the way from Mexico. Don't make me cry. There we go. And all the women up there that are listening to yeah. us, you're not alone. You're welcome. This yeah. is a space for you. You belong in football. So come and join. There's plenty of space yeah. for all of us. We need you here. Absolutely. Yeah. See, see, Rebecca, that's my prima hermana right there. MJ. <laughs> so, so I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it was really nice uh, being here with you guys. Thank you so much. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one -on -one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Momento de tensión en el Cleveland Brown Stadium. La patada, cargadita al poste derecho y para afuera. Se va a caer el primero de los dos invictos que quedan en la semana 6 de la NFL. Yeah, that one hurt as a 49er wow. fan to see that take place. That was a 41-yard attempt. Moody, the rookie, missed it. And that was a game that the 49ers could have won. There were Should some calls. Well, I say because there were a couple of calls mm -hmm. that I think went against them that maybe shouldn't have. Either way... The Browns did win the game, and they did mm -hmm. so with a defense that dominated oh, wow. and played so well. And Jim Schwartz, who's the defensive coordinator, mm -hmm. that guy just has Kyle Their Shanahan's number. You know, he's 8-1 and yeah. one against right. Kyle Shanahan, so he's cracked the code, MJ. Sure, but we also can't forget that the two of the biggest offensive playmakers on the 49ers left the game with That's right. injuries, both Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. Those are two huge holes that and you Trent Williams cannot, too. And Trent Williams, I'm telling yeah. you, that you cannot fill, right? Like 
-hmm. that's a significant part of why they continue to have some struggles. I, it was a tough game, I think, for the 49ers across the board, but to to not have the three of those guys on there, now they are expected to be back uh, before Monday's game in Minnesota, which our buddy Federico talked about, sort of a mm -hmm. full circle moment for him. But That's right. it is, it is, you have to take it in its totality, that game, right? That was one of the games mm -hmm. I had to watch back because, of course, the time difference, I was still in London, <laughs> in London at the time. Oh, so yeah. If you can imagine, like, I just went through an entire game day, right? 12 hours at the stadium. By the time I got back to our home base, our hotel, the early slate games are barely getting started. If you can, if you can just, if you can do the travel math. Yeah. Okay. It's a lot. So yeah. I had to watch it when I came, I came back. Of course, I'm following along, but I was like, wait a sec. Actually, I watched it at the airport because I had um, NFL Plus, so I could watch it back. But it's, it's crazy. Like I, for you, what do you think it was? many of the things that went wrong for the 49ers in that. I think to your point, I do think missing those three guys, I think that Brock Purdy did miss some throws that he'd probably like to have back. And there were some throws that say Brandon Ayuk dropped some passes. But again, yeah. I got to really say that defense for the Browns is legit. There's a reason mm -hmm. why it's yeah. a, a top defense in the NFL. Sure. I think, uh, you know, Miles Garrett and uh, Zadarius cool. Smith, those guys are just Felt beasts. Different. And they um, and they handled their business there in, in the dog pound. And, you know, these are going to be games that early mm -hmm. on teams like the 49ers and the Eagles who lost. They lost games that maybe they were expected to win, but didn't. Sure. So you're going to have those sorts of games. But good on the, the dog pound for coming away with the win with mm -hmm. the Eagles. You know, there's this concern that now Jalen Hurts, he's throwing a lot of interceptions. Is mm -hmm. there something wrong with him? Because the Eagles, while they were undefeated, something hasn't felt quite right with them. And, yeah, something's and, off. Yeah, mm -hmm. something just feels off because at this point last year, they just felt more dominating, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. where it feels like now the Lions are feeling this groundswell. Now the the Eagles, you know, we talked about the 49ers have to rebound, have to rebound and go play in Minnesota. The Eagles have to play your Dolphins. Like that's going to be a great game. Like how the it's Eagles are going game. to counter that track meet. Yeah. Uh look, I always I always got nervous um, when I know that it it, it is a, a a tougher matchup, I think, than like most people expect. Um, but I, I love the way that the Dolphins have been trending, um, not just because they are my team, but it just really gives me, you know, that us Dolphins fans are always cautiously optimistic, optimistic. about yeah. things, right? I get optimistic. that. But this year's team, there's just something you can sort of see it. It's similar to the Lions. Like, it's not this like Cinderella story. Oh my God. No, there has been very intentional work put in, not just to the pieces that are on the team, but the way that the team is trending. So you want to swell at the right time. Um, and I, I see a lot of, of different things happening, both in the Lions aspect and with the Dolphins, in the way that they are improving throughout the year. And so yep. that makes me very excited and very confident. Um, with the Eagles, you're right. I think even though they were undefeated, it was the way that they were winning or getting right. those dubs early that I was like, okay, yay, they got the W, but hmm, interesting, not the way I was expecting it or not even what we're expected to see from what we saw last year of that team that went on a Super Bowl run. Um, so I think context is important. Like you can't just look at the win-loss column. 
Um, mm, I think absolutely. for the people who just saw wins and losses when it came to the Lions last year, didn't pay attention to how they were building throughout the year, how difficult it was for their opponents in every single game, and just how close so many of these games were. So always remember the other layers to the story. Yeah, well, that's a good way to to cap off the show with our ipunto, where we put a little bow on the podcast. And for me, yeah. my ipunto has to be the fact that we have now six teams who are on their siestecitas right now, right? Six teams <laughs> who are on their buys. I think that's what we're going to call buys here on the other podcast, right? Yeah, Done. they're taking their love siestecitas, it. right? Mm-hmm. And so we're just seeing week in and week out yeah. There's more of these injuries that are are piling up to star players or players that have come out of nowhere to really stake their claim on the big stage, like Kyron Williams. He's going to be missing some time. Uh, the Rams are going to be facing the the Steelers. And we talked about yeah. Devon Achan and James Conner. We mentioned them mm-hmm. in the last podcast. So, again, with, with these bye weeks, hopefully teams start yeah. to catch their breath are able to get some of their stars back. We can start slowly but surely enjoying them because right now, at this time of year, it's all about maintaining and trying to stay as healthy as possible. That even goes for Josh Allen. We saw got Mm -hmm. hurt, shoulder injury. It looks like he's day-to-day, but he's going to try to play through it. So that's my punto there. Let's try to get these guys continuously Mm -hmm. to, to heal up, get better, because it just makes the game better. Yeah, I feel my punto is I feel like we blinked and we're on to week seven. Like, yeah. What? Crazy. What are you talking about? It's nuts. Like they are, are I'm sure you know Puma Nelson, one of the great yes. um, floor managers here um, at the NFL Network. He's always coordinates the, the hats industry. with the suit. The best dress floor manager I've ever <laughs> seen. But he Agreed. told me a long time ago, he's like, the days are long, but the season is short. Yeah. I, I I think the players would um argue with me because on that point since they're in it every day and having to get treatment and going back and forth and there's yeah, an extra grind. week of the regular season but we're talking in the overall sense it goes by so so fast. So enjoy every little piece of this game that we love so much. Take in these moments, try not to get too upset over things like your fantasy league or leagues for those of you maniacs who have more than two. I can barely keep up with two. Yeah. I, who was it? It was Maurice Jones-Drew who said he was in like 11. I was like, sir, please go sit down. That's yeah, insane. get out of here, MJ. What are you talking about? But yes, taking the season, it goes by fast. And before we know it, we'll be in Vegas for the Super Bowl watching Usher. I love it for us, Will. Yeah, I love it too. Love that you are back safe and sound. I know that you're going to be <laughs> off to Germany here next month. And it looks like you could be on your way to either Brazil or Spain because we're going to see an international game in one of those spots, it looks like. It won't be in Mexico City again, unfortunately, just Mm -hmm. because they're still renovating the stadium. But either way, great destinations. Mm -hmm. Cairo Santos, he was on the podcast. He said, boy, it'd be great if the Bears could be in Brazil and I could be there. So, like, the pride something like that would, would provide would be amazing. Again, another amazing pod. Prima Hermana, always a pleasure. If you like what you hear, we hope that you do. Download, subscribe, and like wherever you get your podcast. I'm Will Salva. She is my Prima Hermana, MJ Castam <laughs> Ruiz. Hasta la próxima vez. Adios. Adios.
El Huddle is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. 